So our gospel today uh, could possibly be one of the most difficult to live um, because forgiving somebody once is okay. Forgiving somebody once or twice is easy enough. Forgiving someone, the same person, maybe once or twice a year. You know what I mean? Like you maybe, you're all married to almost perfect people. So like you don't have to pardon your spouse very often. Once or twice a year, you'll manage that. Okay? But that's not what the gospel is asking for. The gospel is asking for the kind of forgiveness that's much, much more radical and much, much harder. Because you can forgive, I mean, it's like seven times, to forgive someone seven times, okay, again, if it's seven times in a year, that's once every close enough to every, every two months. Okay, once every eight weeks, I can manage that. Uh, to forgive someone seven times in one day, with the chance that you may have to do the same thing the following day, that's extremely difficult. That is extremely difficult because our patience wears thin. Our, our love wears thin. Our tolerance wears, wears thin. And eventually you get to the point where you say, look, actually, I'm sick of forgiving you. I've just had it up to here of forgiving you. And all of your stupid, whatever it is, you know, I, like it, we just get to a point where it's just, I just, I've just had enough. I've just really had enough of you. Now, of course, if that happens in marriage, this is just very, very dangerous. <laughs> Because friends, you can choose and you can fall out and kind of move on with your life. Family, you can fall out, but they're still family. You're kind of stuck with them. Um, and in marriage, similarly, similarly, it is a, it's a promise for life. So if, if, if we don't learn this, sooner or later, uh, we're going to have a falling out with someone. Okay. This is difficult because we have to... We ask, we're asked to forgive seven times. And of course, there are in one of the other synoptics as well, it's, it's seven times 77. So like it's an, it's, what it means is to forgive always. And I, one example that always comes to my mind when I, when I think about this, because I, mean, I, I try to be kind of practical in the way I think about these kind of Gospels. Like I, I always imagine someone married to, to an alcoholic, you know, where like there, would be, there would be daily need for forgiveness, where even if the person didn't drink that day, the bills might be very difficult to pay that day because the money's gone from the Saturday before or the binge drinking from the weekend or whatever it may be. And to forgive in those kind of situations is just heroic. Heroic. Nothing short of heroic. So there's two points I want to look into and then uh, uh, a final tail-out point. Um, so if your brother does something wrong, reprove him. So tell him. If your brother does something wrong, tell him. And if he's sorry, forgive him. Now we have to be so, so careful with this gospel passage because it doesn't mean that you can stand there, judge and jury of everyone. Hello, Anna, I see you were late for Mass. Again, thou shalt not do that. You know? And then here am I kind of feeling fairly confident to myself because I've just kind of put some, I've, I've revealed the truth to someone, I've put them back in their box. Because you, you, might, you can just kind of feel yourself get a little more puffed up when you do that, you know. Uh, or, and this is this can be very, very common. Like when we talk about sin in the world, that we talk about sin in the world as if everybody else is the sinner, right? So it's them people over there, them sinners over there, them 
murderers, rapists, and it's always them. It's always the others. Which, again, you see, this can just mask our own good old-fashioned pride. I like to feel slightly better than people. So if I tell you off, it's because I'm slightly better than you. Okay? So be really, really careful. This. Now, so if your brother does something wrong, it says in Scripture, reprove him. But that, 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 that or give, give out to him, as we'd say in Irish English. Um, if, if we do that, this must be done with the greatest of sensitivity and love. Okay? It can never be, I have the sword of truth and I'm going to slay you with it. You know, that's, that, 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 it can't be that way. It should never be that way. So if, if we do have to correct someone, which we will, I mean, as a parent, you have a responsibility towards your children. Um, as a priest, you've got responsibility. You have the responsibility before God to direct or correct people. But it must be done in love. Otherwise, it just leads to good old-fashioned pride. It must be done in love. It must be done in love. So the person, uh, Padre, it was said about Padre Pio, um, valeva la pena ricevere una bella scridata. What's that in English? It was, it was worth your while to get a good old ripping. Yeah, it's, that's, that's like a fair enough translation. It was worth your while to get a good old, tran, a good old ripping from Padre Pio. All right? Because afterwards, you'd get a great big hug from him. You know, it's like he'd, 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 he'd tell you off but then afterwards he'd come and he'd give you a big hug, you know. But he, like, it was always done in love, but uh, he's Italian, so it, <laughs> it, could, it could be a little fiery. Uh, but so if, if we must uh, correct someone, we must, must, must do so in love. Keep in mind that when, when the Lord uh, reproves people, he's going to die on a cross for them. So he's not just kind of commanding from on high and telling them off because he wants, he wants to feel better about himself. Uh, he's about to die on a cross for them, so... So he can, he will show how much he loves them by dying on a cross for them. So, so if we're going to correct people, we must be willing also to sacrifice ourselves for them. Otherwise, as I say, we're just masking our own pride. So we'd be, we'd be careful. So it is a divine command, but we must be careful of it. Now, if he wrongs you seven times a day and comes back to you and says, I am sorry, you must forgive him. Seven times a day. It doesn't say seven times in your lifetime. Seven times a day. That's a lot. And of course, seven, biblically, the number means it's kind of a number of, of, of wholeness or of completeness, fullness. Uh, like we would probably say, you know, ten times or a hundred times or a thousand times, we kind of round things up to the zeros. Uh, in biblical mentality, it was seven, twelve. These were the numbers of, of wholeness and fullness. So, if he, so when you say if he uh, offends you seven times a day, that means every time. And says, sorry, you must forgive him every time. Again, this is nothing short of heroic. Okay. I want to kind of flip the gospel one second. Here we're the ones who someone has to apologize to us. But the gospel equally applies to, to those who should say sorry. So you could be the person on the other side. Maybe you're the one who has actually hurt somebody else. Now it, it could have been it could have been intentional. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe you deliberately said something because you wanted to put someone back in their little box and give them their comeuppance. Right? So maybe it was intentional. You want to kind of pull someone down a little. You know, you thought someone was getting a little proud or something, so you kind of pulled them down with a, with a comment. Or maybe it was unintentional. Maybe we said something that, we, that afterwards we thought, mm, that could have hurt them. That wasn't my intention, but maybe, maybe, maybe I said something too. Maybe I said too much. 
Okay, now, so maybe we're the person then who has to say, I'm sorry. And again, good old-fashioned pride can kick in here and say, well, it wasn't that bad though, was it? And it wasn't intentional. I didn't mean it, so it's okay. Or it was yesterday, they've probably forgotten about it. Or they, you know, we'll come up with a reason to justify us not having to say, I'm sorry. See, pride, jeepers, pride is such a, pride is such a dangerous vice because it hides everywhere. It's like, it's like, it's like hoovering. You know those ear, those hair clip things, the, the wiry ones, it's got the straight side and then the wiggly side. What are they called? Bobby what? Bobby pins. Bobby pins, right? They're invisible until you hoover, right? And then right? The, 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 the hoover just gets jammed up and you open it up and it's got like, it's got like a ball of wiry pins. How, how many girls do we have? I, didn't, I can't even see them. I didn't even know you used them. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, that's kind of, it's kind of like what pride is like. It's just kind of, it's, it's kind of they're always, it's always there, right? Ready to cause damage. It's just, the stuff is lethal. It's awful. Like pride is just such a stupid, vicious little vice. It's just really hard to get rid of. Because it can hide itself as humility. It can hide itself as religiosity. It can hide itself in religious life. It can hide itself behind a collar, a veil. It can hide itself behind a pilgrimage organizer. It can hide itself anywhere. Anywhere. It can hide, hide in plain sight. So maybe we're the ones who have to accept a person's apology, or maybe we're the person who has to apologize. Pride will try and stop both. Pride will try and stop you saying, I'm sorry, because you'll try and come up with some excuse that you don't need to, because maybe it wasn't that bad, rather than just humble yourself, get over yourself, and say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. I... And maybe, maybe you're right, maybe the person didn't even notice, but it doesn't matter. You have to take the step of humility, because what if you're right? What if you did hurt them? Just... Error on the side of caution. I'm sorry, look, I, I, just, I, said, I said too much there. I'm just, I'm sorry. Just, oh yeah, don't mind, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And, then, and of course, we being Irish, we'll say it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Whereas deep down, what you mean is, I'm actually really glad that they said that. Because yeah, I was kind of offended. So, you know, it's, you know, pride, pride will try and stop both. It'll try and stop us accepting a person's apology. And if we're the one who has to apologize, it'll try and stop us do, doing that too. Okay, so the apostles hear this. If your brother wrongs you, reprove him, and if he's sorry, forgive him. If he wrongs you seven times a day, and seven times come back, comes back to you and says, I'm sorry, you must forgive him. All right, the apostles hear this, and what do they say? Lord, increase our faith. I think in, in, a reaction, in reaction to what Jesus has just said, they're like, I, I, don't, think, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Like, I, if, if someone wrongs me seven times a day, they'll probably get two days out of me and then I'm going to cut them off. All right, like 14 times. I'm like, that's quite enough. Thank you very much. So, or, you know, if they're the ones who have to say I'm sorry, but I'd, I'd really rather not, actually, because saying I'm sorry admits that I've made a mistake and I don't make mistakes. So, I'd rather not admit that. So, they, they, the apostles hear this and they say, Lord, increase our faith. I completely get it because, I mean, none of us like none of us like to be hurt, none of us like to have to apologize. None of us like to, have to well, apologizing maybe comes easier to some than to others. None of us like to be hurt by someone and have to forgive them over and over again. That's that's just draining. Because to be honest, 
if, if a person has to apologize to you that often, you say, they say sorry, but you're almost bracing yourself for the next time, the next offense, the next hurt, the next disappointment. Because if seven times a day, then it means they have a, they have a habit of it. And to say, to accept their apology again, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. So what does the Lord say? Were your faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. What he's saying is, if you have just faith, have faith, have, an, have a little faith in me. Faith isn't make-believe, and it's not wishful thinking. It's our response to how God has revealed himself. So faith is a relationship. So if I enter into this relationship and say, Lord, I, I need to forgive, and I find it really hard, or I need to say sorry, and I'm just way too slow about it. And then by the time I, I think maybe I'll do it, so much time has passed, it doesn't really matter anymore, I won't. So maybe I'm just not quick enough to forgive. Maybe I'm not quick enough to say I'm sorry. Maybe I, I don't want to forgive a person in my life who's hurt me. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Because I don't want to stay in this place of unforgiveness. I don't want to stay in this place of pride. I don't want to stay in this place of, of, of hurt. But on my own, this is where my heart leads me. This is where my heart leads me. I, and there's no kind of off switch or there's no kind of, uh, you know, I, I would, genie, I would love if my heart was just a machine. I wish it had buttons and on and off switches. It would just be so great, you know, where you could just kind of turn off hurt or turn off offense or turn on love or turn off love or, or what, you know, you could just kind of be great. Our stupid hearts aren't like that. They just have all these feelings which are completely illogical and, and don't obey anything, especially your brain. Because you're looking at the thing going, why does this offend me? It, this shouldn't offend me. But it hurts. <laughs> Stupid heart, shut up. <laughs> so it makes us human, but oh, maybe I wish I was a little less human. So, but just to be able to say, Jesus, increase my faith that whatever I'm going through, I might Rely on you far more. Just kind of hold on to you, clasp onto you until the storm passes. And not be afraid to be guided by him. So if he's guiding us to say, I'm sorry, just do it. Just stop thinking about it. Just do it. And if he's guiding you to accept someone's forgiveness, just do it. Just do it in the faith that the Lord will give you what you need. In the faith that the Lord will give you what you need. And then... With the help of God, this can become a habit. I can actually get used to accepting someone's forgiveness, and I can get used to saying, I, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I'm, it's not what I meant. I'm sorry, sorry if I offended you." I can actually get you. You can you can learn how to do this. All of us. It doesn't matter what your age is. All of us can learn how to do this. And so we ask the Lord today, as we stand before this seemingly impossible mountain of forgiveness. Increase our faith. Help us to draw on you. Help us to rely on you and not on our own ability. Help us not to be carried one direction or the other just by our hearts. Help us not to reason our way out of doing what is right. Increase our faith, Jesus.
and strengthen us to be people of mercy, people who give mercy, people who receive mercy, people who are your merciful hands and feet in this world. Amen.